Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. When I was a teenager, me and my friends would play this game where we would ask each other, what would you do for a million dollars? How many of you have played that game before? Or asked yourself that question before, what would you do for a million dollar payday? And maybe you saw that meme, it went around several years ago, it was on social media, it said, would you slap your brother for a million dollars? And uh, every time I saw that, I was like, that is so stupid. Like, that is such a stupid question. Of course I would do it. I'd do it for free. And I have. Admittedly, not in the last 30 years, because even though they are younger than me, they are now bigger than me. So, you know, it wouldn't be very smart at this point. But for a million dollars? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. What would you do for a million dollars? Would you just keep on doing what you're doing? Would you do something out of character? Would you do something you knew was absolutely wrong if it meant a million dollar payday? Several years ago, there was a, a poll where the question was asked, what would you do for $10 million? Now, that is a lot of money, $10 million. The answers were a revelation. Two-thirds of Americans polled admitted that they would, yes, do at least one of the following things. Some of them were willing to do any a number of the following things for $10 million. For instance, 25% of Americans, that's one in four, 25% of Americans said they would abandon their entire family for $10 million. 25% of Americans also said they would abandon their faith for $10 million. 23% said they would become a prostitute for a week or more. 16% said they would give up their citizenship. 16% also said they would leave their spouse for $10 million. 10% said they would withhold testimony and let a murderer go free. 7%, that is 7 out of every 100 Americans, said they would kill a stranger for $10 million. And 3% said they would put their children up for adoption. Some of the things people would be willing to do for $10 million are shocking. Some of them, not so much. But the point is, way too many people would do something out of character if it meant a big enough payday. My thought is, is it, is it really out of character if they're truly willing to do it for money? Well, Daniel, in the Old Testament book of Daniel, he was a man whose character wasn't for sale. 
He kept his character high despite his low circumstances. And because of his commitment to God, more people came to know God. I think that is a main message in the famous story of Daniel in the lion's den. That is a conclusion of this story. That is is one of the most significant points of Daniel chapter 6. And if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to go ahead and turn there. But that's our big idea for today. Daniel kept his high character despite his low circumstances and because of his personal commitment to God, because he was willing to stand even if it meant standing alone, more people came to know God. Well, today we're wrapping up a three-week series in the book of Daniel. It is called Stand, Honoring God in a World That Won't. And we're discovering from Daniel and his friends how we can honor God, how we can bring honor to God in a world that won't. But before we dig into Daniel chapter 6, I want to share with you where we're headed for the rest of the year. Uh, Next week, many of you already know this, next weekend is our 100-year anniversary celebration as a church. We're really excited about it. It all kicks off this Friday night. We're going to have a concert of worship at 7 p.m. And we're going to have a couple of songs, singing a couple of songs from every decade since our church began in 1923. We're going to sing our way through the decades on Friday night, and we hope you'll be here for that in this room at seven o'clock. That's going to be great. And then on Sunday morning, we're just going to have one celebration service, not two, just one at 1030 a.m. And oh, by the way, we anticipate a really big crowd, probably standing room only. So I would encourage you to show up early to get a seat. And then after that celebration service, we're going to have a picnic on the lawn, and we as a church are providing all the food. We need you to bring chairs and blankets and any games you might enjoy playing at the picnic. That's all next weekend. Then the following weekend, the following Sunday, we're going to kick off our new service times at 9.30 and 11. And we'll also kick off our holiday sermon series. It's going to take us all the way through Christmas. And this year, our holiday series is called Joy, Joy, Oh Boy. It's a holiday survival guide from the book of Proverbs. It'll be a fun and practical series that'll help us get through the holidays as healthy as possible, emotionally and physically and spiritually and financially. And it's gonna be a great series and that's starting in two weeks. But this weekend, we're wrapping up Stand from the book of Daniel. And in this series, we've been working on, we've been trying to accomplish several things. We wanted to introduce you to a section of scripture we don't often talk about in church one of the prophetic books from the Old Testament. And we've wanted to give you an example of some biblical heroes who stayed true to God despite a hostile world around them, a world that was pushing in on them from all sides. You know, sometimes that's how I feel about our world today. And we've wanted to talk about some of the character traits of the heroes of this book, of Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, and encourage you to pursue the same kinds of things these men pursued. In Daniel chapter 1, we saw these men stand up for what they believed in. And then in Daniel chapter 3, we saw them stand together in the face of adversity. And today in Daniel chapter 6, we're going to see Daniel stand alone as a man of honor and character, despite the unfairness and injustice all around him. We're going to see how Daniel kept his high character despite his low circumstances and how because of his personal commitment to God, God was honored and more people came to know him. 
Now, there's this unique thing that I've noticed about Daniel as, as well as his friends that, that seems to be just a bit different from all the other biblical heroes. And here it is. These guys, they're, they're always presented as heroes and never as villains. I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about every other biblical hero, except for Jesus, of course. Every other biblical hero is presented as, as kind of a mixed bag of hero and villain. You might say they're uh, complicated characters. I mean, think about it. Abraham, he is the father of nations. Well, sometimes he was a hero and sometimes he was a villain, if you know his story. And then there's, there's Jacob, for whom the nation of Israel was named. And let's just be honest, if you read his story, you see he was kind of a dirtbag. And then David, the man after God's own heart, was also an adulterer. Peter, the leader of the apostles, denied ever even knowing Jesus. Paul, the, the apostle to the Gentiles, persecuted Christians before his conversion. Every other biblical hero outside of Jesus is presented in Scripture as, a, as kind of a mixed bag of good and bad. And this is good for us to hear because it presents our God as a God who lovingly redeems flawed people and uses them for his good purposes. But then we have Daniel and his friends who are only presented as heroes. And this is probably for a couple of reasons. I mean, for one, the book of Daniel was written by Daniel himself. And it seems, maybe, perhaps, Daniel had a little bit of a high view of himself. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 4, he, he said this about he and his friends. He, here's how he described himself. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. Thank you very much. And then in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, which is in our text for today, he writes this about himself. He says, now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. You know what, if, if, if you're looking for a flaw in Daniel, it might be pride. I don't know. Nevertheless, what he said was true. These were truly exceptional men. But still, it's uncomfortable for us when people talk about themselves like this. But I think Daniel's purpose was to show the superiority of the Jewish laws and customs and morals and ethics over the Babylonian and Persian laws and customs and morals and ethics. And so naturally, he's going to highlight the heroic stuff. I think also Daniel wanted his Jewish audience to know that they could remain committed to God even within a hostile culture and even in such a culture still experience the blessings of God. And so, yeah, he highlighted the good stuff he experienced despite his difficult surroundings. And even if Daniel struggled with pride, the truth is we all struggle with something. And so we can still, despite Daniel's sin, we can still call him a man of character who brought honor to God by maintaining his commitment to God in a hostile world. 
All right, let's read Daniel chapter 6 together. Here's what it says. It pleased Darius, King Darius, to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. Darius was the new king of Babylon, defeating King Belshazzar in battle in Daniel chapter 5. You can read that story on your own. And a satrap was a regional governor. And so essentially what happened is Darius restructured the government by appointing new leaders throughout the land. And Darius also appointed three administrators to oversee these regional governors. And now as an old Jewish man serving a third king, Daniel was one of the three administrators. And these governors did not like answering to a Jewish man. But in verse 4, Daniel reports they could not bring any charges against him because his character was unimpeachable. And so they knew the only way to hurt Daniel would be to attack him on the grounds of his faith. Verses 6 through 9. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to King Darius and they said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that says anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now your majesty issued the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. And so Darius put the decree in writing. Now, these politicians may very well have known that a generation earlier, Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, had refused to bow down to the idol that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up and had been thrown into the fiery furnace. And these politicians also knew how devout Daniel was, always praying at certain times of the day, only eating the kosher things allowed by the Jewish dietary laws and never participating in non-Jewish religious events. And so they would also know what would come next. Verse 10, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem And three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. And that phrase, just as he had done before, it's it's, it's the key to unlocking and understanding this text. Daniel didn't allow cultural opposition to change the way he practiced his faith. His commitment to God remained intact regardless of what it might cost him. Daniel could not be bought or compromised, not for a million bucks or or 10 million bucks, not even to save his own life. Verses 11 through 14. 
Then these men went as a group, and they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. And so they went to the king, and they spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to you or any god or human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. And then they said to the king, Daniel who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty. Order the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed, and he was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Now, King Darius was stuck between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Darius knows that Daniel is one of his best leaders, but Darius also understands the consequences of not following the laws. And oh, by the way, there are always consequences for not following the laws. Yes, even the guy in charge has to follow the rules. Otherwise, it's complete chaos. Verses 15 and 16. Then the men went as a group to King Darius, and they said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict the king issues can be changed. And so the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel, and they threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. And that's exactly what happened. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den where he was left for dead. And and then Darius, he paced back and forth all night. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. He couldn't imagine leading his kingdom without Daniel by his side. So what happened next? Verses 19 through 22. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and he hurried to the lion's den. And when he came near to the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God... Has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And then he waited and hoped for a response. Verse 21, Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions, and they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. Daniel remained faithful to God, true to his heritage, and devoted to his values. Daniel retained his high character despite his low circumstances, and God worked an extraordinary miracle, saving him from certain death. Verses 23 and 24. The king was overjoyed and he gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted out of the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and they were thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. So what's the point Of the story. In sharing the story, Daniel wants us to contrast the fate of those who retain their character and their commitment to God with the fate of those who are corrupt and unjust. The person who kept his commitment to God was delivered, while the people who were corrupt, along with their whole families, were thrown into the lion's den and destroyed by the lions. 
And oh, by the way, and this is just a little bit of a side note, just because the Bible reports something doesn't mean the Bible supports something. And that's really important, I think, for all of us to understand. Just because the Bible reports something, whether it's slavery or any other kind of injustice, just because the Bible reports it doesn't mean the Bible supports it. And this is something you need to know as you read your Bibles in your daily time with God. Just because the Bible reports the wives and children were executed along with their corrupt husbands and fathers doesn't mean the Bible supports this as the right course of action. And this is something that that skeptics of the Bible don't seem to understand. But this isn't the point of the story. The point of the story is Daniel kept his high character despite his low circumstances and because of his personal commitment to God, because he would stand up even if he had to stand alone, more people came to know God. Check this out. It's verses 25 to 28. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language and all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a new decree, a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. This is a pagan king. In every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. Here's what the pagan king says about our God. For he is the living God and he endures forever and his kingdom will not be destroyed and his dominion will never end for he rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth and he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. What happened? Daniel kept his character high Daniel kept his personal commitment to God, and God blessed Daniel, and God received honor, even from a pagan king. Daniel took a stand, and God was honored. Now, I don't know where you are today, other than I know you're in this room or you're watching online. I don't know what you're going through today, but I want to encourage you to be like Daniel and to honor God no matter what. Be who Jesus wants you to be regardless of your circumstances. Whatever you're going through, maybe, maybe, you're, going through a, maybe you're going through a difficult divorce or, or maybe you're grieving the loss of a loved one. Maybe, maybe you're being bad-mouthed at work. Maybe you're, you're having a hard time getting along with people at church. I don't know. Maybe you're being mistreated by your neighbors. Maybe you're being ignored by your boss or you feel like you're being abandoned by your friends. Maybe, maybe you're having a really hard time financially. Maybe you're fighting sickness or your loved ones are suffering. Maybe you're feeling persecuted for your beliefs and your values. Or maybe, just maybe you are in the very best season of your life. Look to your circumstances, whether they are high or low, and ask God to develop his character in you in those circumstances. And trust that God will be honored and others will come to know him through your testimony. That's our takeaway for today. In your daily time with God, pray that God will use your circumstances, whatever they are, to build his character 
in you so that through your story, others will come to know him. Pray that prayer. Yes, we, we all need to pray that God will build his character in us so that we, like we learned in Daniel chapter one, so that we will be able to stand up for what we believe in. And as we learned in Daniel chapter three, we'll be able to stand together in the face of adversity. And as we learned today, we'll be able to stand alone whenever necessary. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our God and thank you for saving us through Jesus Christ and filling us with your spirit and giving us your word to teach us and to encourage us and to challenge us and to inspire us. God, we pray whatever we are going through, whether it's the highest of high or the lowest of low, that you would use all circumstances to build your character in us, that you would be honored by us always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.